Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Whizbang Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Goodall. Today, we're in Lexington, Kentucky, at the music venue The Burl, with the co-owner, the talent buyer. He's also an artist manager, Will Harvey. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How's that bush light you're drinking? Oh, we're not supposed oh, to be affiliated. Well, I'm sorry. Cut it off. We don't have to. Always cut it. refreshing. Yes. It's good. Yeah. How's it going, bro? Where is your venue as we speak? How does it feel booking shows? How are you fighting through the whole thing? What's it feel like? Well, we made it through the winter. Right. You know, we made it through. Um, it's been extremely challenging. You know, I can imagine. It's just, you, you come up with one thing and then two weeks later, you got to flip it all. Um, but what we did last year was we focused on outdoor shows. Right. What do you mean flip it all? There's like the different safety regulations and standards you guys had to fight through. Yeah, a, a new capacity comes in. A new, right. you know, you can do this. You can't do that. Right. And that's just been constant, you know. Right. With the time, how much time has passed and how many people are vaccinated and stuff, you guys adapted to outdoor shows. Do you feel like the outdoor shows worked as good as they were less well received? How did mm -hmm. the outdoor shows work for you guys as an as an adaption? It was amazing. And, you know, it's something we always wanted to do, but we were never pushed to do that. Right. We've always right. been comfortable just the inside, you know, right. 400 cap show here at the Brill. Right. And we've always thought about doing it, but we never had that nudge in that direction. And so when we were finally forced to do that, right. You know, we, are, we, we did it. Are you going to continue to do it though? Oh, no yeah. matter what? Oh yeah. I'm trying to get rid of the tables. So what we did to combat, you know, the regulations, the safety measures, right. 50 tables, you have to buy for a party of six. You got to stay in your party. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff. I'm trying to get rid of those tables, man. I, <laughs> I want to do like a thousand people, man. You know? We're on our way to that. Yeah. It's going to be really nice. And, uh, when this uh, podcast comes out, it'll be too late to announce the show. But I mean, Ona's playing tomorrow mm -hmm. outdoors with the tables, but mm -hmm. we did it once before while things were, um, sketchier in the past. And like, we had a great time. I thought the crowd had a great time. Yeah. Um, I think the outdoor addition to the club is just, it's perfect. No one's going to be complaining about sitting out in the sunshine in July no. watching live music. And happen. a lot of people have enjoyed it more. Right. Because you got your QR code, your drinks brought to you, your food's brought to you. Yeah. You know, so it's you're a, posted up. It's, right. It's, it's a different service. Totally. In fact. Okay. It's a totally different experience too. Right. You know. Tell me about how you got involved with just club co-ownership in general, the music business in general. How did you even get involved with this to begin with? Well, man, I... In college, I was managing a band. Well, I was managing my friend Ryan Anderson. Right. Uh, we of had ben, of Bendigo Fletcher, of Bendigo Fletcher, an amazing band, by the way, and a we fantastic had, band. Thank you. Yeah, very good friends with the Ona Boys. Yeah, of that, course. That kid yeah. can hit notes that no one can hit. But anyway, well, I kind of felt that you know, and we were best friends in college, and, right? And it was kind of like you do music, I'll do music. You know, if you're in, if you commit, I'll commit. Right. And so I kind of took my marketing degree and all that into okay. the entertainment industry. Right. And I started with a dance company in New York for a little bit and then came back here, was doing random things. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. A dance company? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it was a crew called Hammerstep. So it was Irish step dance and hip hop. You used to manage an Irish step dance hip hop group? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lived in Brooklyn for two years, living on I lived a, in Brooklyn for two yeah, years. Yeah, living on a, what was it, just a twin bed mattress on the dance floor okay. of their apartment. Okay. Flatbush, yeah. Man, you're not going to persevere through that kind of experience if you're not about 
representing bands and trying to grow your business. That's incredible. Yeah. I had no idea. I'd never heard that story from you. Well, I had no, I had no idea what I was doing. I right. mean, you know, I wouldn't call it a success. Right. But like, it definitely, you know, living in New York right out of college, was able to come back to Lexington and feel very comfortable mm. about being here. You right. Know, I, I did that, tried that. Right. This is where I want to yeah, be. Yeah, living in New York definitely is like a, it's like a lifestyle muscle. If you can like lift the weight of living in New York, you can kind of lift the weight of uh, living anywhere. Yeah. So you come, you come back to Lexington, and then what happens? I was working for Wood Songs, Old Time Radio Hour. Um, okay. Syndicated radio program. Gotcha. Um, booking Bendigo Fletcher and, you know, kind of booking shows at different venues in town, small bars. And mm-hmm. I'd been booking here at the Burl. And um, when I'd been in New York, they were doing, we had done a Kickstarter campaign very successfully. So I kind of knew what was going on there. Mm-hmm. And the Burl did a Kickstarter for the arcade bar. Okay. And it sucked. Okay. Like it sucked. One of those things of like, <laughs> I, you witness yeah. something happening and you're like, I'm like, mm, this is a conversation. You know? I could like, do better than well, this. Well, it was like, you know, I just kind of reached out to, because I had been booking through, you know, my, my partner now, Cannon here. Okay. And uh, told him I had the money for what they were trying to do. And I, I, I didn't have the money at all. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. But I figured out what they needed. Sure. And um, made some calls and had some really great support from some, you know, some friends of mine. And they brought you in and now you could consider this. This is this is your bar. This is your venue. Oh yeah, absolutely. This must take up so much of your time because this venue is always different every time I come and play here. And this venue, this is the type of venue that gets the types of acts that your your Spotify feed and the bills at this show are the same. Like my Discover Weekly mm-hmm. is like these the types of indie bands and the types of bands that are burgeoning and growing and really touring a lot. I'm listening to them on Spotify and then three months later they're coming through here. It happens all the time. I don't know. Like that is an amazing compliment. Th- well, Cause like you're at, welcome. at this size room, you know, that's what we're after. That's what we're trying to do. It's the perfect size. And I just think the curation of the taste of the type of acts that you guys bring in through here is always right where I feel like the cultural zeitgeist is musically. It's you guys, your guys' timing is perfect. No, I appreciate that. Man. No, you know, I mean, I mean, this could easily be a honky tonk bar. It could have easily been, but and that's not what you know. That's not what it's about. No, and you got to just do whatever you're passionate about. And if you're working with a band like Bendigo, who has sort of what I would call the modern culmination of like a bunch of new sounds, but also they're doing something very original. But it's like I guess they still fall under the indie umbrella yeah you know what i'm saying and like it's that same aesthetic that like young people want to hear it but also any the audience is big because the music is fresh and the talent is there and it just feels like the booking here is always top notch and it's also just a really fun venue to play in general yeah indoor or outdoor and you know it it's been you know we opened 2016 our focus has always been on the artist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we've just redone the green room. Yeah, that's obvious in that green room. We've, you know, I, I try not to like if an artist arrives and they're wandering around lost. Like I, you know, I'm upset about that because right. that's not what a band wants when they're on the road. Right. You know? And we've really tried to cater to the performers over the years. Right. And it's shown because it's helped us get, you know, you know, maybe a bigger band that's like, well, we heard it from our friends. In yeah. Nashville or your reputation wherever. is is how you're getting these slick bands that come through. It's because the word of mouth travels well through musicians and like, nah, play the burl, you'll have a good time, you'll get taken care of, it's all good. And that that 
those words get spread around the music community on the band end. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're always talking about what venues we like and don't like. Or what and, you don't like. Really. And what we don't like gets talked <laughs> yeah. about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Ian, Ian Thornton was mentioned that you guys might be talking about live streaming. Are you guys going to, are you dipping your toe into the live stream water? Are you going to continue to do that? Are you interested in it? Man, we've done a little bit of that, mm-hmm. I think, out of necessity. Right. Um, you know, it, it's something I'm always open to. And I think that's part of why this place is been so dynamic over the years is like i mean we're pretty open to yeah. if it's a good idea we'll, we'll yeah let's at try least, it you at know let's give it a shot yeah, yeah we don't we don't have a board or like city things to you know red tape to jump through like if no. it's something cool we'll do it sure you know? and um like the live stream thing for me personally is just it's not the same as, no it's not as the same. a live experience that was know? one of those adaptions that we had to do and with ona my band it was well, the band i played keyboards and i had to put myself on top of no, that like it's, it's, it's no one's band it's a collective let's be honest here yeah. um we did one live stream with the good folks at impact media and we waited we didn't go live on instagram a bunch we just waited to do it the right way i feel like with the live streaming you get more impact if you can just do it right a few times rather than going live all the time, every time. So maybe you could still, you know, if you wanted to set up and do that kind of thing, expand your audience that way, just do it. If you're going to do it, make it count. Yeah, I, I don't see totally. any use of just doing it all the time for no reason. It's definitely not going to go away. No, you know, that's going to be a huge like, Logistically, thing. it makes so much sense for some bands, you know. Um, yeah. It's and- easy to pull off. Yeah, there's a difference between recording a live album and then publishing it a year later after it's after it's been mixed. It, it's a different vibe to just tune in to a YouTube link or a Twitch link or a Facebook link and just be right there in the chat watching the set go down. So I'm not opposed to the live streaming. It's more of just like now that there's like the whispers of safely playing shows mm-hmm. again, I don't want to think about live streaming now. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just dude, like totally. pivot back to real no, life and for, as soon as possible. For us here, like, you know, we've got the arcade over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get people here. You know, yeah. I want to create that feeling, that experience, that that social setting that's like, right. that was that was something. Yeah, you know? if you get them here, it's all going to work out. Yeah, typically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming by and or coming by. This is your club. I appreciate <laughs> you. you ha- yeah, I appreciate you having me in here of to course, host the podcast, dude. man. Of course, yeah. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later, I'm sure. But uh, definitely. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Whizbang Podcast with our lovely guest, Will Harvey. Thanks, Brad.